0: We are live day three at the Senior Bowl here outside Hancock Whitney Stadium in Mobile, Alabama. Of course, a football show is brought to you by the Kingston Group and the Pharmacy with travel accommodations provided by Lions Ford for this week. Zach, you want to tell us about our wonderful sponsors before we dig into the meat of
1: today's show? I would, would love to because here's why. This show right now is being powered by a Ford Edge that Man. you can get at Lions Ford ford down in lewisburg lionsford.net head on down there get all of the discounts get all the value for your trade that you deserve all the discounts that you qualify for can be found at lionsford.net or lionsford in lewisburg go see them tell them i sent you and you know what on your way down you know what you should do i don't know what should i do you should stop at the pharmacy burger parlor and beer garden all the way into Nashville, there's three locations. If you're coming from the uh, the north, you can hit up the one in the airport, maybe. I don't know if you have to buy a ticket, but that's on you to figure that out, not on me.
0: There's the internet.
1: There's the internet. Then you got a, one downtown, and you have one over in East Nashville, of course, the original one. The burger parlor is amazing over at the pharmacy because you get so much, so much food. And it's delicious. It's greasy. It's got they got the best horseradish mustard in the city. Tater tots galore. Got everything you can want at the pharmacy. And, of course, some really great beer. The beer selection in Mobile. A little iffy. It's the been The beer iffy. selection in Nashville at the Beer Garden. Out of this world. Yeah, at I- the I'm pharmacy. with you.
0: And the move stroganoff burger for lunch get you a curry worse to go that's dinner later two quality meals from the pharmacy in one
1: day add a slice of country ham to that burger never forget that in the beer gravy to also dip your burger and make sure to clog as many arteries as you can in one meal at the pharmacy then of course there's also kingston group BuildKG.com. if you're remodeling a home if you're remodeling just a room if you need something like a like a, what do they call those uh, all-in-one built-in wall units? That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. Built-in wall units. You need one of those, okay. they could probably do it for you. They use the best contractors. They use the best material. You'll never have to worry about anything <laughs> as I talk with my hands and try to murder Stony. That is buildkg.com, the Kingston Group. What a day. Go to the SoBros network. My friend Stony, it's right here on his shirt. Go there. Get it all. Uh, it's on his hat too. Get it. Get a subscription over there. They go to their Patreon. Then of course, stacking the inbox. Go subscribe there. I got exclusive video clips that you'll find nowhere else other than stacking the inbox. Stony,
0: let's hear it. It's let's the go. Senior Bowl. It's it been is great. We've had
1: a great time stay 3. We still got a lot of energy. We haven't killed each other. We may no. be getting a little like loopy. We're, we're we're laughing a lot.
0: It's it's a grind. I don't think people that haven't experienced this week know by the time you get to the weekend or like even right now we're we're midway through day 3. We still have the American practice to watch like you start losing your mind a little bit. It's it's information overload on top of just relentless producing. We've been writing nonstop. This is the what the third show that we've done since we've been down here. We There's got a, one more to lot. do
1: the unofficial Titans podcast. Tomorrow
0: we got something pretty fun planned for that too. So people don't realize what a grind it is. Like, I, I don't see how these scouts and coaches do this like for a living, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, you gotta think they also have like are driving around in rental cars that are probably like the size yeah. of a spark. Yeah, you know, or something I know like that yeah. a Ford Focus driving around. Um, we got the Ford Edge from we got the Ford. Ford Edge. We have plenty of room. We came down in, in some luxury. We I don't did. think scouts yeah. get that luxury to ride in luxury.
0: I don't think so either, Zach.
1: Okay, so this is an event, right? I mean, like you're yeah. talking about, mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, elbow rubbing. There's a lot of events on display. There's a lot of people that you meet and talk to. So let's talk about some of the stuff that probably surprises the most about the event. Give you some yeah. insider stuff here. Yeah. So let's start with, I feel like people come in with a preconceived notion of a player, whether that is a, a player of a team that they cover locally or a player that they have fallen in love with in a pre-draft process, and that player can do no wrong when he gets here.
0: Yes, I would agree with that. Absolutely. And, and people come from the schools from teams that just they fixate on people and that's all and maybe you know local interest story or something like that that they're working on you want to tell you you know the kid's hometown how he's doing here but I, I get where you're going with this. I don't feel like enough people are open to just going in and saying, I'm just going to watch what happens, see who stands out.
1: Yeah, we that was our process. Yeah, we did. Ty J. Spears was on our radar, but other we did not let that affect our ability to see that, hey. Yes. He wasn't that great in pass blocking yesterday, mm-hmm. day two. And, but he did learn and rebound. You can read about it all about his journey in pass blocking over at stackingmanbox.substack.com, But like a, a guy that I hear a lot of people say has had good days and I just don't see it and he will be someone we talk to more in depth later is Luke Musgrave.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Because he's dropped so many balls and easy passes, but everybody's like, oh, he's, he's a winner. He's a winner. It's like maybe they're only seeing the one pass that he catches a day. Yeah. And maybe that's enough for them but I believe because he had so much hype coming into this that they just can't see the forest because of the trees.
0: I I would agree, and I've been surprised at the... Listen, I don't want to put anybody on blast here, but I've been surprised at the amount of media folks that are down here sitting in the bleachers just not really paying attention to what's going yeah. on on the field like I'm furiously jotting down notes every play just about
1: and I'm trying to also talk to him and cut jokes and he's like he's he's just ignoring me <laughs> I mean he, he's a worker see I yeah. use I use pictures videos I use my but memory but I'm it's probably not the most professional thing but you have like you, co- you walk away with like 30 pages of notes
0: you're bouncing back and forth from each side of the field getting videos getting photos all that stuff like I feel like we come here and uh we grind like that's yeah. what we're doing we even made a comment this morning it's a little overcast it's cold but you know no real excuse to miss out on the practice we get here and like the media stands are empty for the first first half of practice yeah so that that surprised me i, mean, and, I had to
1: go put on another coat
0: yeah but i mean well listen not everybody is built different like we are uh yeah. i've survived my sunburn it still hurts but i'm still out here scouting yeah, we're doing good. Stoney Keeley, Nashville,
1: Tennessee. And we, we talk about these player narratives for favorite players. And I think one of the things that really drives that home is how many people focus solely and only promote the one versus ones. And yeah. here's, here's mm-hmm. the real reason why peek behind the curtain is that a lot of these accounts that are out here that are on Twitter and social and all this stuff. Okay. It's all about the clout, baby.
0: We're going there. They're li- they're they're <laughs> We're going there. They yeah. are addicted
1: to clout. They're snorting it like it's cocaine. That's all they mm-hmm. care about, and that's why yeah. you only see the one v ones. You don't see, you know, maybe some of the team drills, some of the seven on sevens as much. Where their little, their little, you know, coddled little player isn't Man, doing so hot.
0: I, and I'll tell you, you learn so much about who is receptive of coaching who is being coached up by watching the individual position drills where it's just like, I mean, hyper, hyper broken down, hyper divided where it's literally just the guards where the tackles are somewhere else on the field, but you have to pay attention to like who's running the reps correctly, who's being coached up afterwards, who's being told good job, pat on the back, that sort of thing. Because, you know, you and I talked about it part of the guesswork here at the Senior Bowl is just trying to figure out what the hell these drills are trying to measure and trying to capture. But in those situations, you see it directly on the field when a coach is working more heavily with somebody. Uh, I think of Cody Malk, who is transitioning to left guard after playing tackle his career, seeing the coaches work actively with him, seeing him respond to it and implement the things that they are telling him to do in practice setting. That is something, a little tidbit, a little nugget, that's going to improve stock on Cody Malk.
1: But nobody will talk about that because it's not the same thing well, you do. Yeah. I talk about but it. But nobody else is like us. It's Listen, yeah. we're, it's not about the, the sex stuff for us. I mean, you know, sex, well, a little I mean, bit. a little bit, but not the sexy stuff. Bit. But, like, we're we're substance over style, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. Nathaniel Dale is a perfect example of that. Tank Dale, for sure. Another he's, great example. He had a really great camp yesterday, but on day one, everybody's like, "Oh, look at these one on ones and look at these separations." He disappeared in the team drills, and well, nobody's and- talking about it. another one. Is a uh, young from ut byron young Yeah, he, mm-hmm. people are pus- putting up clips saying oh he won this rep or he looked good on this rep and he's getting like fucking stonewalled i yeah, mean yeah, like it's, man it's tyler bad. steen
0: put a rep on byron young day one that just blew my mind the way it was one of those situations where byron young puts everything he has into the spin move and tyler steen just like sidesteps him and he's right there to block <laughs> yeah. it so it's like he give it all and you can't break through. So I don't know where the uh, the young love yeah. is coming from. Either. It's
1: it's from. Uh, it's just you know got to paint everything a little certain shade of orange. That, I that's, guess
0: that's that's true. That okay, is True.
1: So we want to go into and talk about the hidden gems that. And listen, I, I see that we're getting comments and stuff. Unfortunately. We do not have good eyesight, nor do we have the arms of Dewan Jones to be able to reach yeah. <laughs> to reach the computer. So I apologize that we're not going to be able to get to any of your questions, but I may jot down a few and try to answer them on Twitter later.
0: That's a good good idea. Yeah,
1: I'm, yeah. I'm here for the people. I'm here for the people. So j- load it up with questions, and we'll just do maybe a little AMA question answer section when we're I at love a, that. Yeah. Winsel's uh, Oyster House later. I love that. All right hidden gems and these are players we're going to choose one from each team one from the american one from the national team that uh not many people were talking about but they're going to be talking about them from here on in so we're kind of like we're based essentially like aladdin we have unleashed the hidden gem yes yes, yes. absolutely okay give us one guy from the national team stony
0: from the national team okay are you ready for me to say some completely unhinged shit right here yes uh this group of running backs came in pretty highly touted. Cameron Peoples is the only running back in this group that I see with RB one potential now, in the NFL. This is the national.
1: No, are you talking? Okay, so RB one. So you're even saying Tajay No, Spears. no, 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 no. the national me- team. Okay, just, just make sure. On the okay, national, just the national just, team.
0: Just on the national team, Cameron Peoples is the only one of this group of five or six running backs that has true running back one potential, and it's because of the improvement he has shown in pass protection this week, the improvement he has shown in catching the ball. I feel like he is silencing... All of the people that have said Cameron Peoples out of App State can't catch the football. He's just a, a big guy. He's a thumper. We saw a little bit of that today. Uh, very violent footwork in the um, in the running drills that they they ran in the corner of the the field. But then also in the uh, the the eleven on elevens at the end of practice there running through tackles, you know, they, they kind of discourage contact at this thing, but they were hitting a little hard today. And Cameron peoples was a guy that they could hand the ball off to. And he was not afraid of that contact. He would drive linebackers back, uh, taking on three guys at once. It didn't matter. He's got that element to his game, but to see him come out there and pass protect, uh, in the drills against the running backs, he had some reps against day and Henley that were really good. Dan Henley, a really shifty uh rangy linebacker but then also catching the ball it looked like that was a concerted effort of his this week to get out there and show people that he can catch the ball he he can catch with really nice soft hands he's a very natural pass catcher running routes getting out there on the edge i think this guy currently looks like a a six round pick is what the uh, the scouts and analysts are saying i think this guy's going to end up going a lot earlier than expected OK, we're about to get hit by a car. Oh, we're, fine. we're We're listen. I'll, I'll
1: listen. I'll, are, I'll pull you out okay. of the way if you pull right. me out of the way. We
0: are we are braving the conditions here in the, the Hancock Whitney Stadium parking lot they, to bring they can't you a football drive around
1: show. us. They need their license taken away. That's what I say.
0: I think bottom line, uh, Cameron Peoples is a running back that has been slept on throughout the, the build up to this week. I think he is making the most of his opportunity this week down in in sen- uh down at the senior bowl and uh, I think he's going to end up being a steal for someone in the sixth round that's going to get a productive running back in the NFL.
1: And, and I agree with you. I think I think he stands out. He's just physical. He's tall. He's He's got soft hands. 6'1",
0: 215. Yeah,
1: and I just want to give another shout-out to another running back, and he's not our hidden gem or anything, and he's not Tajay Spears, who we all love.
0: We're talking national team, but right? Yes,
1: national team. But okay. I thought Sir, Sir Roderick. Thompson, kid from add, Texas
0: Tech, Texas Tech, added late to the senior yeah, bowl, added
1: yesterday yeah. to the senior bowl due to uh Roshan Johnson being injured. Has really soft hands. I mean, we just came from in there and he, he looked pretty good yesterday, but today, man, in the 11 on 11s in the end zone, soft hands, and he was catching, plucking balls that were low for touchdowns. I mean. He looked really good. I just want to give a shout-out to him. because Uh,
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that touchdown that we saw that kind of closed the 11-on-11 period right there, Malik Cunningham. I mean, credit to Cunningham. He threw a really good ball on that. But um, the Texas Tech kid with the crossing route jumps up. I mean, goes up into the air to pluck it out of the sky, maintains possession of the ball throughout the act of the catch. That was a great play. He showed a lot catching the ball today,
1: too. Yeah, so my hidden gem from this one, and it's—he's probably not that hidden anymore. And you're gonna have to remember this. So the today, whenever I say from here on in Dylan Parham, I mean Payne Durham, <laughs> because I have done it so many times. It is just because I've talked about Dylan Parm so much last year that yeah. Payne Durham, Dylan Parm—they sound—they're just in my head. But Payne Durham, he's the tight end out of Purdue. I'm not saying he's George Kittle, but if I had to peg someone out of this tight end class down here that is going to shoot up draft boards and maybe go from being maybe a borderline undrafted free agent to possibly a fifth or a fourth round pick and maybe even higher depending on what he runs at the combine, it's Payne Durham. Easily the best tight end that is down here, and that includes everybody's boy, Luke Musgrave. I'm with it, man. Because this guy is going up in the air, Catching balls, losing his helmet, and still landing in bounds for the touchdown and controlling the ball all the way down. That was an NFL, you cannot dispute it, referees kind of catch.
0: Man, I'll tell you what, and you talked to him a little bit on the field after practice yesterday, and he told you that he was trying to prove to people that he has some ability after the catch. But I say, forget that. Yeah. What about the point of the catch? This man goes up, high points the football. It doesn't matter who's on him. He caught a touchdown today. That was easily the play of the day. Over two defenders, just goes up, snatches the the ball. Yeah, play of the week. I I don't mind saying it. Goes up over two defenders, catches the ball, brings it down, holds on to it, completes the act of the catch, touchdown. Yeah. Has uh, two tutties
1: yeah. today, doesn't he? had doesn't two he? touchdowns yeah. today. He got one from outside the end zone in the end zone. Uh, I will say this, and I also think that this goes to the point, I talked about it on, uh, a, I think it was Football and Other F-Words, yeah. the live show. I talked about how you want to get rid of Jeff Swaim and you want to get better. This is the guy, you pair him. In the late rounds, you pair him with Chig, and you got a tight end duo that is gonna that is gonna feast. And not yes. only that, I know I brought up George Kittle earlier. Go to stackingtheinbox.substack.com. I put up his traits. I put up his stats from his senior year. Compared him, to George Kittle, better stats, taller player, bigger player in every way. I don't know if he's gonna be faster, but you talk about Rand Carthon. He looked at George Kittle. He was responsible for that that sort of round and range of the NFL draft for the 49ers. Yeah. This just has like deja vu. Because you know George Kittle was at the Senior Bowl, and that's where he got noticed right down here at Hancock-Whitney Stadium.
0: It's like deja vu all over again. Also, Zach, I think the car just stopped. Do you need to go step on I the gas? I will go do that real okay, quick. Okay, I can, I can talk to the fine folks here watching a football show. We might also want to check the comments and make sure nobody's saying, like, hey, we can't hear you guys, too. So, uh I want to talk a little bit about technique showing up big time this week. It's one of the things that Zach and I talked about on uh, Tuesday's episode of a football show is like, where do players start? Where do they finish? Day three, we are already seeing some of that show up in a guy like Jalen Duncan. Uh, Nice footwork working on his hand usage today. He's one of the guys that I paid attention to who the coaches were talking to, where he was doing things wrong, what they were saying to him and how he was correcting it. I thought he used technique well in a rep to fend off Keon White, who has been powerful edge rusher all week long. You saw improvement from Jalen Duncan, Nick Hampton. I wrote about his ability to sink his hips and get around players. Noticed that in the dummy drill yesterday. He brought that to practice today, getting down, sinking his hips on Blake Freeland, getting around him to uh, to rush a pass. And then, um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and butcher the kid's name now.
1: 80 at a, a Bawar. 80? 80, 80 boar. 880 boar. 80
0: to Miwa Adabaware. Listen, this kid deserves all the respect in the world, and I'm just butchering his name out here. The defensive lineman from Northwestern, explosive, but seeing him get in there and really extend his arms on Jarrett Patterson, driving him back, he pissed off Jarrett Patterson big time. Jarrett Patterson. Patterson was uh, feisty after a couple of reps that he lost to this kid. Uh, he showed up big time. You're starting to see some of those things that we talked about on Tuesday, Zach, where players are being coached up and they're applying it to the field.
1: Yes. And I, one of those guys, I, I'm, I'm anxious to get back in here once this this episode is over and, and finish up my day three evaluation yeah. on him. It's yeah. Anthony Johnson Jr., a lengthy defensive back from Virginia, who has struggled in in on film or maybe there's questions around because he comes from a, a, a zone kind of heavy scheme about yeah, his sure. ability to be in man coverage. Now his receivers are catching balls, but he's right there stopping them in seven on seven and 11 on 11s. I mean, he is, he's someone that you kind of look at and he's got number 41 and it kind of stands out in the defensive back group. You almost think he's a safety and, I just noticed him on Monday, but he doesn't do anything flashy. It's just like he's always there. Then yesterday, I started pointing him out to you again, and he's just there. Yeah. Wherever the ball's mm-hmm. at, he's just there. And I th- go back and I think about a bend-don't-break defense. And what you want is someone that doesn't break, and he is that kind of guy. And I'm anxious to see more about him this sh- today, because I'm going to watch him specifically in some of these drills. And I think he needs to be on the Titans' radar because he's lengthy. Yes, he's physical and he is athletic. Him and Darius Rush are both kind of like the same player out here. And one's from Virginia, one from South Carolina.
0: Yeah, and and it's an example of one of the things that we've talked about because there's no real contact in these drills. It's so hard to evaluate that specific aspect of a defensive backs game because you don't know. Okay, what if this were a game situation? Would he be able to close, tackle, wrap up, or you know, break up the pass, cause an incompletion? (laughs) I got a whiff of the same thing you did. Somebody's having some fun here today. That
1: that was a lot of weed coming from that car (laughs) that just drove by us, or from this guy that just opened it up.
0: Yeah. All right. Now we know where to go in mobile yeah we do
1: <laughs> yeah uh so give me another hidden gem off uh, your for the american team
0: the american team uh, a kid that i think is going to be a mid to late round draft pick seeing some people even suggest undrafted free agent uh marte mapu of sacramento state the linebacker Uh, I think he's been great. He's been a downhill disruptor, getting into gaps in the run game, penetrating at times, getting into the backfield, blowing up running backs. He's a little more athletic than I think his build looks. like. He looks like he's going to be a thumper, but he's got some hops, man. He he jumped up in the air yesterday in practice, tipped a pass. He's been everywhere. He looks like he's got the pedigree to play in the NFL. He's a kid that's come in from a small school, and this moment has not looked too big for him at all. I think the Titans are going to need an inside linebacker, and I think they got one here at hancock whitney stadium this week
1: yeah i could see him being one of those undrafted free agents that mike frable likes to get in here and on all of a sudden you see him on game day making plays
0: yeah and then the fan base falls in love yeah. with him and they want to sign him to a five-year contract except for
1: this guy may be worth it this guy I, yeah <laughs> I, I would
0: agree yeah absolutely
1: i i would i would like to tr- kind of transition into the wide receiver group and really and talk about its inconsistencies because um, I know that you've been looking at certain position groups and noticing consistencies, too. I have but, been. But from a day-to-day consistent basis, I have to say that I've been disappointed with the wide receiver group. Now, yes, I think, I think a lot of that stems from a lot of guys showing up day one who didn't show up day two. Now, I will say this. A receiver that showed up yesterday still was showing up today. Not as many big plays, but Michael Wilson yes. has put together two back to back days. He's a wide receiver out of Stanford. He's making plays in the run game as far as blocking. He's coming across field to make blocks. He's getting open. He's very shifty. He knows how to use his leverage. He's really come on after being non existent. I didn't even read regi- both Stanford wide receivers on day one. I wrote him off. Like, I was like were, oh, these guys, I'm I'm not even. They, were ghosts. About. they were ghosts. They were on ghosts on day one. And he's been he's been great. He's rebounded. Cannot wait to see what he does Saturday during the game. But I talk about Dontavian Wicks and Andre Yoshevus, yeah. two guys that showed up on day one who were the talk of the town. I mean, you couldn't even get near Andre Yoshevus down on the field because it, reporters were all around him. He was the talk of the town. He was non-existent yesterday. Him and Dontavian Wicks were getting washed out constantly. It's like everybody figured them out, but also Yoshevich didn't didn't seem to have his heart in it yesterday. He was avoiding contact. It was really weird.
0: Yeah, and to that point, I felt like he lacked a bit of a killer instinct. Like he's not a very violent route runner. There were times and that's when something
1: that Christian Watson had,
0: yeah, the, there were times that it seemed like he didn't really know where to go. He didn't really know what to do. Very non-committal in his route running. And when you get pressed like he was yesterday, you can't be like that. Like you got to make up your mind and go, you gotta, you gotta run your route, man.
1: Yeah. I, I think that, uh, Dubose and Palmer uh, Trey Palmer Man. out of uh, Nebraska and Grant Dubose out of uh, Charlotte. Charlotte Charlotte um I was gonna say I was just thinking the green spot on his helmet almost <laughs> said Tulane uh but Charlotte I I found I found them to be very underwhelming this whole time Man. uh Trey Palmer maybe had like two or three good plays and and let's I don't really care about the one-on ones that much now when the one-on- ones require some man coverage and some press and you're fighting through some stuff then we'll talk but if it's just people blown by people it's just because they're you know backed up a little bit and Trey Palmer has maybe made in seven and seven eleven on elevens Two good plays out of now three days of watching him, and I've just been really disappointed with him. We weren't really big on him coming in anyway. No, uh, terrible at contested catches, did not prove anybody wrong on that. And Grant Dubose, I don't know if it's the quarterbacks or if it's him, but he's he's struggling with contact in the end zone today. He now will say this I talked to Stoney right before I was going over to watch uh, some wide receiver drills, and I said, Grant Dubose, man, I just can't he just can't catch a break. And I immediately go down there to the other side of the stadium and he catches a great touchdown, but that was his probably he's probably had two or three big plays, but the quarterbacks are doing nobody any favors too in all this.
0: I would say as far as Grant DeBose goes to your point about how the wide receiver room has not, nobody's really pulled away from it. There hasn't been anybody really consistently wowing all week long. It felt like, DeBose had a chance this morning to really rise up and seize that spot. He's running some really good routes out there today. But to your point, when the contact came, didn't really hold on to the ball, didn't really finish his route. And some of these throws are just, I mean, they're carol. not even giving a receiver a chance when you're throwing it 10 yards in front of him, you know, and, and yeah. I don't mean to be so hard on this quarterback class, but it is growing more and more evident that, I don't know.
1: There may be one guy that's getting drafted Maybe. out of this class. Maybe. M- yeah. You may get lucky to be two. You know, we, we're big on Tyson Bajant, but yeah. when we say we're big on him, Relatively he's the best. Speaking. He's the best one out of this group. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think he's going to get drafted. I think Jake Hay- Jake Hayner is going to be the only one that gets drafted because he can make some throws and maybe just this isn't Jake. Maybe Hayner, he's just taking a standardized test out there. He's just he's just under the pressure. Yeah. He can't do it. I,
0: I mean, Jake Hayner is another guy that people are, have been high on this week. Like Todd McShay, I told you this morning. Yeah. McShay had him in his big winner of the week, and I don't know what he's watching because Jake Hayner has been wildly inconsistent at best.
1: Yeah, and I'll say this about. I, I got two other wide receivers. I want to talk about Dell. I think that yesterday he had a good game, a good day in uh, 11 on 11, seven on sevens for the first time. I'm anxious to see him in this next practice, but I tell you the guy, and I, I have to disagree with you a little bit. Cause you said that there hasn't been a guy that has really risen up above everybody. Yeah. Jonathan Mingo has. He's I, the only wide receiver in this steady. Yeah, he's steady. Maybe he's not putting up all splashy plays, but he's the only receiver to have back-to-back good days of practice. And I am going to be like zoned in and on a hawk, like just looking at him, like he's like uh, some salmon. I'm going to swoop down and get.
0: <laughs> Does. Does Jonathan Mingo have 5,921 yards like Grant DeBose does? <laughs>
1: yeah, these these yards traveled in here. It's just like Grant DeBose is getting a lot. He's getting a lot of aerobics in. A lot of work <laughs> in. Um, what about some inconsistencies that you've seen from some position groups?
0: From some position groups. Um, the offensive line, man, they're they're working, they're working guys around different positions. I think there are some guys that are that are doing well for themselves, but you're not really seeing anybody out there dominating and maybe that's that's part of it is the the talent level at this senior ball senior bowl overall um you know maybe not as good as it was last year i think you got a bunch of guys that i think you have a few guys that are going to be second and third round picks and they're they're going to get a chance in the nfl and then i think you got a, a bunch of guys that are just going to come in and compete and add depth and value to your team so there's been a little inconsistency as they're trying guys out in different positions. It's hard to get a read on, okay, well, this guy's at left tackle, the next rep, he's left guard. Now they're playing him at right tackle today, moving guys along. It, it just kind of makes me think that um, there's still plenty to sort out among this offensive line group.
1: Yeah. It's interesting uh, today that I think that we started getting the glimpses of who the starting offensive line yes, was going to be. That was a great and, point.
0: Great catch by you. And
1: Blake Freeland Right tackle. Right
0: tackle today. Exclusively yes. right tackle. Jalen
1: Duncan was exclusively the first team left tackle. Yeah. And then you had a guy that that Olsagan Aluatimi, Center. Whoa, look at that. I nailed it.
0: <laughs> You're a professional.
1: Timmy who is now the center and the starting center, and he looked really good today. Dude, we'll we'll get to had... him in a minute. But, okay, my bad. But no, no, no. I just, well, we go ahead and start now. Risers of fallers.
0: I also want to say they moved Jarrett Patterson to right yeah. guard.
1: yeah. Risers and Fowlers, uh, Lusigan Oluwatimi, was great out there, I thought. I mean, we were kind of like just sitting there. We're just kind of watching Jalen Duncan. We're watching Blake Freeland. We're watching Cody Mock. And we're watching um, Jarrett Patterson. You know, the usual names. And then yeah. we just kept yeah. I kept watching them and go and go and go. And then you saw the guy from Troy Andrews. Um, Jake Andrews, Jake yes. Andrews. He had a little bit of a rough go of it. He did. He did. I don't know when they started trying Oluwatimi out at center. You, you may, I think it he's, may have started yesterday, but uh, no,
0: he he had reps there from day one. Okay, yeah, but they they were switching him in and out from center to guard. Yeah. okay, we're good.
1: But he was great. and yeah. he's one of my well, risers because if you rise to the top and you are the starting center, I think, and when you're talking about that, you're going to have to go up against some stiff competition in the yes. American team defensive yeah. line. I think that's a good I think that's a good sign of progress. And that's a that could be a steal for someone in the draft.
0: Uh when we were having breakfast this morning, I was scrolling Twitter to see who everybody was talking about. I, I haven't really noticed much about the Wisconsin defensive tackle that's here. What I saw on Twitter today, having great reps, I mean good interior pressure kind of guy, and he goes up against Michigan Center and God, just wrestles him down. Yeah. I mean, it was really impressive that here's this guy that's here's this defensive tackle that's got a, a bit of a head of steam going in the senior bowl practices this week. And, um, you want to say his name for me again?
1: Alusagan Alowatami.
0: He just wrestles him down. There was one play that he even literally throws him down on yeah. the ground. The crowd, oh, ah, that kind of thing really showing up. That's a great answer for this question.
1: Okay. So, who do you have as the riser? staying
0: with Michigan offensive lineman i'm looking at ryan hayes man day 1 watched him out there kind of struggle against power he does look i mean he's a big tall guy but he's got a bit of a slender frame for an offensive lineman but his footwork his technique his hand usage so good he's really uh, popped today and looked like a long ways from where he was just 2 days ago i think this guy has a chance to play tackle and push someone for a starting job
1: another follow a follower Follower, follower. Follower. We're
0: going with Fowler. Yeah, follower. Stock, um, down. stock I, I down. Stock
1: down is uh I'm still gonna go. I'm going to I'm gonna throw two in here at the same time since we've already talked about them a, a okay. little bit. I'm okay. gonna throw I'm gonna throw you off here. I'm gonna go with Luke Musgrave and Trey Palmer. I think they both have I think if you ask NFL teams now listen, they can still bounce back at the combine, but I think if you ask sure. NFL teams who had you had high hopes for, and if you watched them. Do you really feel that they are as high on your big board now as they were? Or if you still feel the same way, I think Luke Musgrave and Trey Palmer fall into that. I, I don't, you know, Trey Palmer was talking about borderline first round. I think you're talking about borderline yeah. second round. And I feel the same with Luke Musgrave. A lot of people are talking about that he could have been the second tight end off the board. Uh, I think that it's still clearly Michael Mayer and Darnell Washington. Sure. And I think if you're talking about comparing him to the rest of the tight ends in this group, I think he's number two. Well, and I mean, a if, number two?
0: throwing out the evaluations where guys are projected to go, what they've done before this. I mean, just based on this week alone, putting Mobile, Alabama in a bubble, who's been the best tight end down here this week?
1: My boy, Dylan Parham, Payne Durham. <laughs>
0: that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Am I up for a faller? Yeah, I'm sticking with the offensive line. I think that's what I've watched the most. Uh, I'm I'm kind of out on Blake Freeland at this point they've moved him around between left tackle and right tackle. Yes, he's an aggressive guy that showed a propensity for making guys pay if they try to go high on him, even against the powerful edge rushers like Keon White. I I think he he can handle business that way, but all it takes is for somebody like Nick Hampton, Lonnie Phelps did it too, sink their hips, go low, get around him, that's all it takes, And, and he's losing a rep. And I think Going into this week, that was my main criticism of his game, and I wanted to see him improve upon it. So far, he hasn't. So I think, yeah, obviously, there's still a ways to go before the NFL draft. He can still iron some of this stuff out. But as far as this week, stock down on Blake Freeland.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you because they obviously, you know, he's much bigger and much more physical than Jalen Duncan, right? Yes. And who won the left tackle job? Jalen Duncan. Duncan because you know what he did he worked on his functional strength he worked on his technique he got coached up throughout the week and he earned his spot and he looked good doing it whereas Blake Freeland is just you're right it's it's pretty much like if you're playing uh like super punch out and you fi- figure out the combo yeah you can win you yeah. figure out the pattern that is what Blake Freeland is you basically if you go low on him you got him
0: yeah that was my boy Nick Hampton had a great rep on him
1: uh, I think a riser for me. And um, I'm going to go with Cam Jones, inside linebacker from Indiana. That's a good one. He got put on our radar yesterday. We were watching him because uh, I was watching, the, they were doing linebackers versus running backs and tight ends. And my boy, I was really looking at Dayon Henley. Yeah, and, same here. And Henley basically messed up on the coverage. And here comes Cam uh, Jones. I mean, just out of nowhere. And he was like that all day. He's vocal. He's. In uh in drills today, he was directing traffic, and then he was also, you know, just kind of you know talking some mad shit yeah. to some of these yeah. wide receivers and running backs. You know, he's really good at blowing up the running backs that he was going up against today to get to the quarterback in some drills. I he's bigger than Dayon Henley, and I'm still a Henley fan, and but I'm not as high on him as I was. But a guy that took that went from Basically unnoticeable in day one, going all the way up to day three, probably being one of the better linebackers out of both teams. Yeah, I think Cam Jones is looking really great, and he's a riser.
0: And I would add he has great closing speed, Mm -hmm. crashing on the play consistently. But to your point it is from the neck up that I have been so impressed with Cam Jones, his play diagnosis. Like you said, he's out there kind of like a field general directing traffic a little bit. It's obvious that he, he knows the drills and understands it enough to communicate to the other players, but his patience, his positioning, man, he is a, uh, he's a great all around linebacker. He's going to be a value for somebody.
1: Uh, Give us a uh, a riser,
0: a riser. I'm sticking with the defense. I'm going to go with Lonnie Phelps, the defensive end, the edge rusher out of Kansas. It's funny because He's not really built like what you would think the prototypical NFL edge rusher is. He's a very yeah, stout, he looks
1: so weird. <laughs> compact
0: guy. He's got some big old thick thighs, which you know he can generate some drive with. But he's been really effective getting around tackles, which to me, like you think of like the, the lengthy, explosive, twitchy defensive ends with that skill set. But he's just a guy. Uh, that can sink those hips and get around guys, and he was disruptive in pursuit on a couple of plays, getting into the backfield. I think he's another guy that's probably going to end up being a late round draft pick that is going mm-hmm. to to come in and compete right away.
1: And I think he could rise up the boards. I think he was right around you know sixth or seventh round. And yeah. I think he could mm-hmm. rise up because he I, again long road to the draft. It's got to show on tape, and he had I believe seven and a half sacks in his senior year. Yes, uh, so it's got to show up on tape. It's got to show up here. It's got to show up at the Combine. So we got to see what the Combine does yeah. for got some of these guys. Uh, a follower for me, and man, the Boise State fans aren't going to like me. They're going to come after you. They're going to be in your me. mentions. They're already in my mentions. Uh, J.L. Skinner. And I have to say that he caught my eye. I was so excited to watch him yesterday. He's one of the first players that were that I, I was able to, to watch and everything. And if you go to stackingthisinbox.substack.com. That's it. You can find out more about J.L. Skinner's day yesterday, which was a real downer of a day. It started Mm -hmm. off great, then we just kept going downhill. And There's personality issues, confidence issues, leadership issues that show up. In fact, today, he had in 11-on-11s, I don't know if you caught this, but I was paying attention, the coach, the defensive uh, coordinator out here, is yelling at J.L., talk to them, talk to them, talk to them. And then you can hear a faint voice, like it is like the, he's so quiet and he's like one of the quietest voices. And then he goes, All right. I guess that's good. JL, I guess that's good. You know, like the defensive coordinator is not walking away impressed with his, uh, with his communication skills out in the field. And this is a guy that a lot of mock drafts, surprisingly enough, when I went and searched it after yesterday, had him in the fringe first rounder, high second rounder kind of guy. And to be honest with you. He's. I'm not feeling it. I, I think that the people who have graded him that I've read, who have graded him as a third to fourth round prospect and have that grade on him, I think that's where he lands. Especially if he continues to do this, because he's six four. He's massive. He's not very fluid. But if if you cons- continue to have these issues crop up right now, especially at the Senior Bowl when it should be a little bit fun, everybody else is having fun. Everybody else is talking. I don't know if it's just not for him or if his heart's not here in it, or maybe he just doesn't love football, but this is a guy that will not be a Tennessee Titan. I can guarantee you that.
0: I would I would guess so. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Faller, for me, I'm sticking with the defense and another fringe first-round guy. I have to say I've been a little underwhelmed by Andre Carter II. I mean, this is a, a big you're boy. You're real hype on him. So I, see, I, yeah. when you're
1: hype on someone, then you can objectively say, he's not been as good as I thought he would be. Yeah. That's called... Big J journalism, Big A analysis. That's
0: that's that's what I try. That's what I strive for here. Um, so I, I think somebody is still going to take a flyer on him as a project edge rusher. He does possess some explosive straight line power, but to be as uh, wiry, I don't know if wiry is the right word yeah, for him. say he's, he's long and skinny. Yeah, he's he's long and skinny. He doesn't possess the explosive twitch that I thought he would. And uh, he's been losing out on some drills here. Like I said, I think the potential is still there. I think somebody's gonna take a flyer on him. I don't see him as a solid lock for a first rounder. He's a bit of an awkward mover. He fell down a couple of times in drills that he was running against air. And it just kind of made me wonder like, I I don't know if this guy's the fluid athlete that everybody makes him out to be. So seems to me more like a, a very specialized role player in the NFL. And I just don't see that first round floor with him any longer. Yeah.
1: I, I think when you really get down and, and talk about it, I think that on his particular team, the national team, you have Jared Foskey, you have Lonnie Phelps and you have Keon White, Keon who White. all yes. three outshone Andre Carter and or Nick Andre clarity. If you're coach Matt,
0: <laughs> Nick Hampton too. Don't short yeah. my app state boy. Oh yeah. Too. Nick
1: Hampton. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We've had a great week. listen, there's a great article on Tyler Steen at SoBros Network. Go to at Stoney Keeley.
0: He was another one of my risers. He, he was we one didn't of your risers. Him. I know yeah. we didn't
1: get to him. but uh, And I wrote about Chase Brown, who was one of your followers. Big-time follower this I, week. We want to get back in here to practice at America at the, for the American team. we got some people we want to go see. Oh, yes, wanted, it's about that time. Yeah, I wanted to let you guys know. You go to SoBros Network. Tyler Steen article. There's also a thread. So first off, go to Stoney Keeley and follow Stoney Keeley if you haven't done it on Twitter. Go to a thread that he did, and he gave you three clips that I filmed. Great videography um, skills. They're on Tyler Steen, and then go read the article, because Tyler Steen needs to be on your radar if you're a Tennessee Titan, needs to be on your radar if you're watching the game. Number 54 for the American team. And um, if you want to hear about how down we are and disappointed we are about Cam Brown, Chase Brown. Chase Brown. Chase Brown. I'm so yeah. down on him, I don't even care what his first name is. Go go read my first day one article. It's just more of the same every day. <laughs> um, just go read that at stackingtheinbox.substack.com. Don't forget, Lions Ford paid for us to be here. We have our whole setup running off of Ford Edge. It's amazing. So glad that this car is here because we, we can go and walk into to the American team right after this. Lions Ford, Lewisburg, Tennessee, they're going to give you every rebate that you qualify for. They're going to search the whole Ford database to make sure that you get every rebate. They also are going to give you the most for your trade-in vehicle. Lions Ford down Lewisburg, lionsford.net. Pharmacy Burger, go grab you a burger and some brat, brats and get you some Don't beers. Don't grab any brats. Don't grab any brats, but grab you some brats. Go grab you some beers. Take the kids. Get you some soda at the soda rail. It's a, it's a place for you to actually do something that we as a society don't do anymore. Put the phones away and actually talk to each other. Oh it's a gosh. great place to discuss, great place to talk to people, your family. Even if you hate them, it's time for you to love your family again and love them by taking them to the pharmacy.
0: You know what? I, I've been writing some poetry lately. Okay. Uh, if you follow the Sobros Network on Patreon, I've, I've gotten into poetry I've been looking for somewhere that I could go and write and feel inspired by my surroundings without the nuisance, the intrusion of technology. Would you recommend the pharmacy I would. It's got a place great I can go vibes. with my notepad yes. and just write some poems? Great okay. vibes.
1: I would actually recommend that you sit at the concrete bar. It's well, I, I, okay. It feels like concrete. I don't know if it's actually concrete, but it's right outside or it's inside, but out in their glassed in patio area. I How think that's that? a great way, the great place for you to go and get you get you a little of uh it's a little nook, you know, right there. Oh, so I you love get that. You, you I get love you that. Some uh, little privacy, some coziness. Grab you a beer, grab you a brat, grab you a burger, and write some damn poetry. Get there that you go. haiku flowing. There you go. And then go to Kingston Group, buildkg.com for any home remodeling needs that you need. They are amazing. They have high quality, high standards. And that's what you need when you're making renovations or building a home. You know, that's what you need. Buildkg.com for Stoney Keeley. At Stoney Keeley on Twitter, at Sobros Network on Twitter, SobrosNetwork.com. My name is Zach Lines. Follow me on Twitter at Efforts Pod, Football and Other Efforts, 440 Sports, all on Twitter, stackingtheinbox.substack.com. We're going to have some great content still for you to come. The unofficial Titans podcast tomorrow, articles, videos, deep dives. They're all coming in, but you know what? you got to follow SobrosNetwork.com. you got to follow stackingtheinbox.substack.com to get all of that. We're going in here to see the American team. This has been the final day of practice. We'll you'll see us again for the game on on Saturday. This has been a football show.